Hey guys, if you love listening to our podcast, then you're going to love the pictures at wrestlersorwarriors.com. Tony Rotundo is a great friend of ours and his photos are fantastic. Go see him for yourself at wrestlersorwarriors.com. That's wrestlersorwarriors.com. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome back to the 23rd episode of Home at Advantage. I am Sam Herring, joined today by Jude Swisher of State College, Pennsylvania. How are you doing on this fine Christmas Eve day, Jude? Hey, it's Christmas Eve. This is the Christmas edition of Home at Advantage holiday special. That's why we started with ho, ho, ho instead of our normal whoa, whoa, whoa. But um, just because it's Christmas doesn't mean we're going to stop bringing you guys content and bringing you guys, you know, delightful senior national stuff because man that was that was some of the most fun i've had watching wrestling in a very long time senior nationals was man i i was i got really into it far more into it than i expected to so that was that was really special um i would like to remind our listeners as i always do um to follow our instagram and our twitter our Instagram is at HMA Wrestling and our Twitter is at HMA Wrestling. You know, makes it easier for you. It's convenient. Um, yeah, and our email is hmatadvantage at gmail.com. You can send us emails. We'll do our best to respond to you. Um, and, man, our website is flourishing, Sam. Have you ever been to homematadvantage.com? Wrestling. Yeah. Sam, let me tell you. Give it a try. We got a lot of stuff up there. We got tons of people writing for us we got people who help us with our photos and help us with our you know putting our podcasts up there and you can find all of our links to everything on www.hmawrestling.com we're uh we're getting bigger and bigger and it's very exciting so absolutely it's 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 really fun um yeah i i think we're doing a good job um on all platforms of social media, Facebook, Instagram. I'm going to plug our Facebook real quick. It's Facebook. Um, so Facebook pages don't have at signs. It's kind of sad. But mm. anyway, it's um, Home Mad Advantage is the Facebook page. Go, f- I think it's like, like us there. Follow, um, friend us. Send us a, a friend no, request. I, I don't do Facebook. Well, I think. So. I think friend re- I think friend request is for like personal pages. So if I was like Sam Herring, then you would friend me. But if it's home, home I don't. Okay. Well, who knows? I mean, that's why you're in charge of it, Sam, and I am not in charge of Facebook because I don't know how it works. So, Sam, let's just hop right into it. Senior Nationals. What were your overall thoughts of the tournament? How did you feel about uh- it? So senior nationals is like a normal U.S. Open. Uh, so I'm ex- I was expecting about that level of caliber with obviously the weight smushed um, and the six weights. So you obviously I don't like that, but at the same time I love it as a spectator. I get to see dream matchups um, take place. So mm-hmm. I love getting to watch that. Um, I love how crazy it was. There were so many upsets, and and we wrote some articles and I made some picks inside those articles. Um, and most of it was, I, I mean, I picked a lot of upsets, and I thought I picked enough upsets so that it would be, I would actually have a, I was pretty confident in what I picked. Yeah. Um, 
and then all the matches that I picked to be upset went chalk, and then all the matches that I went picked to be chalk went upset. Oh, that's so, cr- um, <laughs> that's it, crazy. It did not go well. Yeah, I know that. I my mean, not all, but I mean a lot of. A lot of them, yeah. I know that my picks, um, did not do super good. Truthfully, I know I know I picked Suriano to win, and then Spencer to take second. And Nashawn Garrett to take Shame third. Shame on you. I was so very wrong. I was so wrong. I was, truthful. like, my reasoning, like, it was like, well, Spencer's going to be back, and he's going to have, you know, some absolute monsters. And also, you know, he walks around at, he wrestles 125, and he's going to be Suriano, who's, you know, wrestled 133. He's just going to be wrestling bigger people. And so, I, like, I was like, I don't know if he could do it, but boy, did he Shame do it. Shame on you for <laughs> doubting Spencer Lee. Yeah, I'll never doubt him again. Spencer all the way. Um, because it was not close. It was not close. Even in the finals. Not at all. He, you know, he had fours and he made NATO just, he, he just obliterated him. So, you know, what the biggest thing for me was yeah. like just how big the drop off was from first to second. And then from second to third, and then, you know, like, it goes down. It, it's, Spencer is very far ahead. So, Sam, what, what did you I think about I would have loved to seen, um, well, I'm the same way, except I was actually smart and picked Spencer Lee. Um, no, but I, I really do like Spencer Lee. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, and, you know... The way he dominated the freestyle scene when he was in juniors and cadets isn't always it, it doesn't always tie yeah, no. and correlate directly translate, to senior. Yeah. Um, in this case, it did, and Spencer Lee was a phenom on that level. I mean, he won three world titles um, out of four tries, so he competed four times and won three world titles and made four world teams, um, which is absolutely insane to me. And I, I just feel like he he's, he's like a cheat code of wrestling, his, <laughs> especially freestyle. Yeah. I think people overlook his freestyle abilities. Everything that he does in folk style is even better in freestyle. Mm-hmm. So his fireman's down to the guy's back, and he does that a little differently. I, I, I like that, um, where he takes it straight down instead of all the way over. Um, I, I, I think that Spencer Lee's freestyle is a lot better. Especially with his trapped arm and leg lace. Um, yeah. So his top game in folk style is good. His top game in freestyle is that much better. And, you know, like his, you know, just like you said, his dump fireman's thing, it, you know, if you want to get backs with it in, in folk style, you, you know, you have to hold him, right? But in freestyle, it you can right, actually, right. all you have to do is get, get to break 90. And so he can go harder, you know, just all he has to do is break 90. And then he has twice as many points. Um so, and then uh, obviously, like his transitions from like from takedown to gut or takedown to lace, so fast, so hard to stop. Um, yes, yes, they're so fast. And it's like a good thing to see for you know, f- for America being like, yeah, we can produce some guys that are doing some incredibly high level stuff at a relatively young age. So. The that, mini Sagalayev. He's he is a mini Sagalayev. Sam, how do you think he's gonna fare at uh in state college in in April? Yeah, I, I'm excited as well. Um, I th- think he's gonna perform well. Uh, another thing about 
Spencer, though, in freestyles, the tech is 10 points. Spencer's able to put points up so fast, and Nomad wrote an article or, like, did stat pulls and everything. Yeah. Eight points he scores in the first period compared to the second and the third. Uh, and that might actually benefit him for freestyle because he can put so many points up so easily right away. Um, yeah. I mean, he's up 8-0, 8-2 going into the second period. Yeah. It's over. And, and he's, he's like going to finish with his tech. He's like 66% closer to a tech fall in freestyle than he is in, in folk style, you know. He right. only got 10 points, not 15. So that's – thank you. <laughs> um, Man, but how is he going to do at at the what the Olympic team trials? Do you think he's going to win? Is he going to beat Dayton Fix or Thomas Gilman? So I think it's down to him and Dayton Fix. And we've seen this match a lot over the years. Um, especially in their high school careers. Mm-hmm. I mean, only in their high school careers, I guess. And then when they were younger, too, but I'm not really counting that. Um, anyway, I think Fix has kind of separated himself with, from Gilman, and so is Spencer Lee. Um, I feel like he's kind of out of the question. I think it's um, more guys like Nato and Suriano that are going gonna to push those guys. Um, and I just – I. After watching what Spencer did this last weekend, and my last uh, might might be recency bias. I mean, the last thing I saw from Spencer was this weekend, and he looked amazing. Yeah. And the last thing I saw from Dayton Fix was in um, October, and he didn't look so great. Yeah, well, it's not that he didn't look. I I thought he looked okay, but like you know, he didn't. He wasn't dominating, and that's yeah, it's the recency bias, just like you said. But I don't think we've ever seen Dayton Fix obliterate people. Like we've seen Spencer Lee do, like or like you know against this quality of competition, um, because Dayton Fix is really good, but Spencer Lee is just on a whole another level. It seems that way. So um, yeah. yeah, I'm really excited to to see this too. It's something we'll definitely be talking about more as we go forward. Um, but I mean, do do you have any other thoughts from the weight from the field? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, basically, all we've talked about is uh, Spencer Lee, and that's crazy <laughs> that one, that one yeah. dude can get so much. But, I mean, the way he performed was um, was so amazing. Um, and another thing, so moving away from Spencer, um, there are a couple things, and, and I looked at three three guys, maybe four, I'll count, uh, Nick Suriano, Vito Arugel, Nato, and Nashawn Garrett um, all have something to take away from that that I can – I can see from here is um, so Vito is, is really technically or freestyle oh, yeah. savvy, and oh my gosh, yeah. um, his his parterre game and his able his ability to expose people to their back. I mean, he he exposed Spencer Lee and got up a two zero lead, which is really rare. Again, Spencer Lee starts really hard, and gets, scores points really fast in a match, and in that one he went down to two zero. Um, uh, I think Vito is um, a little bit underrated. Did he beat Nick Suriano twice? I think he only I beat him once. What I saw on the... And was, Suriano I, I came back and beat him in the backside? Um, um, I will check. Um, but regardless, regardless, the way he was able to um, to handle Nick Suriano was, was amazing. And um, I'm excited to see his future. I mean, he's only a... Um, I mean, he, this is his sophomore year, junior year, um, not counting red shirts. So, I mean, about 21 years old, he's got a yeah. long, long future ahead of him. Yeah, 
Um, here I'm pulling up the uh the results from the weekend, and I will be able to tell you right now. Shame on me for not knowing that. Shame on both of us. Oh, that's the wrong event. Um, I'm sorry, I'm being <laughs> slow and distracted. Any- anyway, um, I mean, go on, go on. I'm listening. Nathan Thomas looked amazing. Um. I mean, him not being hurt is a scary thing, and I feel like we've kind of gotten a picture in our minds of of Nathan Tomasello not being that good, um, and I think that's mm-hmm. just because of how banged up he was. Um, okay, so I'm looking it up. Uh, Vito won by forfeit. Nick Seriano forfeited. Yeah, so kind of. It's just you know he he beat him bad. Yeah. yeah. He he got him in the. You know what I loved about that match? I'm sorry, I'm gonna interject here very quick but what i loved about the match was how not intimidated Vito was of suriano because you know yeah say what you will but suriano is has really big muscles he's very very strong he's some people say he's the strongest person there and Vito doesn't doesn't carry that kind of muscle like he does and and Vito doesn't have the same results that Suriano does, but it, it didn't matter. You know, he went out and he was able to keep his head and get and get the score in the you know in the second period, I believe. Um, and you know that's that's what we're you know training to do, right? Is not to just look at the mm-hmm. best guys, but to go and knock them off. So you know, I was super super pleased with Vito this weekend. He looked awesome. I um, was as well. Yeah, he's and, he's so you know, fluid. He looked, uh, fearless against. Yes, he is. And I was gonna say, um, he looks fear. He looked fearless against Spencer Lee too. Like he went mm-hmm. out there not scared, and he took the pace right away. And again, jumped out to an early two zero lead, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, was how it started. Yeah, and yeah, you know, he he texts Zach impressive. Sanders. He texts Sanders, and you know Zach Sanders is a guy who's been on the. He's more of a veteran. He's been on the freestyle scene for a long time, um, and you know. He's super good too. So, um, good things from Vito. I'm ex- I'm excited to see him, you know, continue to progress. And if you remember last year at the U.S. Open, or not last year, the, I guess the the earlier this year, um, he he jumped out to like a 4-0 lead on Dane Fix. He was beating him, threw him right to his back. So, I, I feel like yes, that was nuts. You know. He he might be a little underlooked, but I'm a I'm a big fan of Vito and, and what he's got to to prove here. So, um, hey, let's go to uh, next weight. Next weight. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, 65 kilograms. Uh, I mean, this was probably one of the weights that um was the most surprising. Definitely up there. Oh yeah. And. The final was nobody would have predicted, I don't think. <laughs> not um, me. Joey McKenna and Jordan Oliver. Um, maybe, maybe Mrs. McKenna might have picked it. I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe. But uh, maybe not. Who knows? Anyway, um, I mean, Joey McKenna looked great. Jordan so Oliver good. looked great. Uh, there are so many guys that look that just looked great. And um, one guy we had on this show, um, Johnny DeJulius. He competed there, was a Our good man. bit undersized, I'll say for uh, for 65, but he, he had a hurt ankle that would probably not help um, with cutting weight. So, um, yeah. but he did look good. He he got um, 
attack with a lace right away. Um, got got beat by Henderson though, but he looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean like Johnny DeJulius is our man. I'm I'm a big fan of him. Oh yeah. So, and you know it's good for the sport to have guys like continue to compete in it. You know, not just mm-hmm. drop off the face of the planet. Uh, sometimes literally, if you're uh, if you're Johnny DeJulius, he goes and does some crazy things. But it's good to have guys coming back into the sport and and um, you know, giving it a little depth and. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, Johnny DeJulius broke his ankle base jumping. Ow, not good. So crazy. Why does he do that? that? Johnny, I don't know don't, about broke. I think he hurt his ankle like that. Don't be silly, Johnny. Just let's like calm down. Don't Feels don't die. Base yeah. jumping is a good way to be dead. That that's what I've been told. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right. Moving on from base jumping, uh, back to sixty-five kilos. Um, I mean, a, a few more topic points before I get to like the top of the bracket. I want to talk about um, Josh Saunders. Uh, yeah. He was a high school senior. He took eighth at senior nationals, um, which is is totally insane. He right, he is a real prodigy. Senior. Yeah, maybe he got confused. Like he's saying senior wrong senior. nationals. Yeah, wrong seniors. This isn't like, NHSCAs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um. Anyway, regardless, even if he was tricked by the name, he <laughs> still performed really, really well. He beat um Lazor, who teched Molinero. 2016 Olympian was teched by Lazor, and Josh Saunder, Saunder, Saunders pinned him. Uh, he also beat Nick Dardanes and Dom Demas. Wow. Wow. What was the score with him and Demas? I'm going to see. Uh, it was... Let me look. It was, this was is great eight radio. 8-6. <laughs> yeah. Man. Saunders just he so just had a he just had a tough draw right off the bat, you know, like he he hit Bryce Meredith. Yes, he did. Who is another guy that I thought looked really and good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean he ended up taking 6th, but um I mean Bryce Meredith looks great and uh he, he he actually took two losses to um Bryce Meredith, I believe. Yeah. Meredith, I mean, you know, he was right there with Molinero, right? It was 7 to 6 and Molinero yeah. got it in the last couple seconds. Um, and, you know, I'm not happy about that one. Yeah, hey, let's let's talk about Frank Molinero. Sam, what's your theory? What happened? How can this guy who is who was our rep, you know, not three years ago, four years ago, um, and you know, a guy who's necking neck with Jordan Oliver, suddenly just have a have a, a tough tournament? Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna credit it all to the weight cut, pretty much. Um, he has looked so good in the past. I think, I think he needs it to bulk up. I don't think the Olympic years for him, honestly. Yeah. Um, it was in 2016, but I think he's grown a bit, and this weight cut is not good to him, especially seeing him so flat in that first match um, against Lazor. And you know the thing that's um, like the worst possible thing that you can get as a uh, as a dude who's really cutting a lot of weight is a buy in the first round. Yeah, because it's not, not you need a good uh, yeah, I mean you need a good warm up round. Um, uh, it it helps and th- go getting thrown straight into the fire, um, is is really hard for a guy who's coming right off the scale, um, 
and, and it's really important to get a, a an insanely good warm up in, and where you're where you're dying, and that's where you burn your lungs out and you're dying, not yeah. on the mat. And and to get yourself to do that right after weigh-ins when you don't feel great is is gotta be really really hard. And you know like Laser or Lazor, however you say it, like he's not a he's not really who you want to have first round. Like he's funky. He does some really weird stuff, you know. Yeah. He was, he, yeah, Molinaire was like unprepared for what Lazor had to bring to the table, and so it was par- partially, you know, the weight cut. It was probably partially he had this funky guy, but I think at the end he was probably just a little unfocused, you know, and wasn't dialed in. Um, but I mean, he he brought it all. He was able to fight all the way back, you know. He wrestled. I don't know how many matches, like eight. Maybe nine matches, um, which which again two, three, credits four, five, um, six, right being right matches. off the scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that again credits being right off the scale. He was able to knock off Kolodzik, Ironman, Ironman, Whitford. I mean, he was on a roll. Um, yeah, and, and I think that that first matchup where I mean, you need a good gas tank or a good warm up or a, anything to get ready to go. Um, and he, I don't think he had it. I don't think he got the warm up that he needed in, and and it showed in that first match against Lazor. Yeah, and it'll be, it'll be just something that he's gonna have to either you know power through and deal with it, or, um, or maybe this isn't his year. You know, next year he might, we might consider seeing him up at 70 kilograms, which would be a, probably a little bit of an easier cut for him, let him grow a little bit. Um, but you yeah. know, the, those Olympic weights are tough. They're tough. Um, uh, someone yeah, I hate that, to say it, but oh, it looks like uh, Frank Molinero's. Sorry, sorry. Um, it it looks like Frank Molinero is getting pretty heavy into coaching, similar to what Tony Ramos did. Uh, where I mean, he wasn't Tony Ramos wasn't too old when he retired, but I mean, I can oh. tell he's focused his life on coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you were there. I'm you starting to, to see that in Frank Molinero. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Tony Ramos, but <laughs> I think Frank Molinero might be a uh, might be getting close to being timed out and focus on coaching. Yeah. Um, you know, someone else, there's a lot of names at 65. We can talk about 65 for a long time, but someone who I thought was actually did not get enough love, but was Nick Lee. Oh my gosh. Nick Lee. Yeah. No, I mean, Sam, he was the number 11. (laughs) Came in and beat Lezak, Ironman, Lazor, Molinero. Like, you know, he looked I, so I'm good. I'm not discrediting his performance. Yeah, he did. I'm not discrediting his performance, but I I think uh, – I don't think he was underrated. I don't know. Putting him at – Afterwards. Uh, putting so, him at the 11. The 11 seed is kind of underrating him, especially because he beat, you know, the 6 and the 3 and a couple other guys when? too. So, when uh, did he, he beat those guys? Oh, I mean, like, no, I, he didn't have any reason to be ranked ahead of them. I, I, you know, he was ranked correctly, but it, it was just yeah. a guy who, who was not maybe not overlooked, but like we had no reason to put him above. But clearly, right, he's he's in the mix. Like he's qualified for. He's qualified for the Olympic trials, and we didn't even think we were going to see him this year. It's just, it's just well, really interesting. I remember 
you were you were writing your article for um 65 and you had it finished and then basically as soon as you finished it nick lee signed up and i texted you i was like hey nick lee just signed up do you hey, this was off the record article at all? <laughs> off the record sam well you said i don't think it'll make a difference he won't do well. I, okay, yeah, I guess I thought Yanni Diakamalis so, was going to come and blow everybody up. I thought all too. of that was going to be and all I'm in not, arrow. I, I was, I was um, exactly with you. Yeah, I mean, I picked Yanni Oliver um, Molinero in my pick, so I was I was wrong, too. I'm just saying it's, it's funny how things turn like that. I'm sorry, Nick. I'm sorry. I hope he listens. I hope he listens. I was weak and I I was lazy and I didn't want to adjust my picks. And oh Sam, jeez, okay. I think l- let's move on from sixty five. I say we go to seventy four. <laughs> no Hold more. on, we don't want to talk about Yanni or Jo. Dude, we can't we we can't move on. Okay. We can't. Okay, go. Uh, Jo was you hate Yanni. No, I'm a big Yanni fan, but Jo was on another level, especially like. What we saw, we saw him lo- lose to Zane, who was super close with Yanni, and now here's Jo teching Jaden Ironman. He scored 50 points against yeah. really good and guys. Went, it is it is so believable in a weight that we said was so stacked, and we weren't sure who's going to come out on top. He outscored the field 50 to zero. That's a lot of points. Nope, scored a point and he teched everybody. Yeah, it's. Uh, absolutely insane that he's able to put those kind of points up and um you know i thought about picking him over yanni this weekend i watched his interview with bader and i and i got really high on him um after watching that you know it's kind of it's again recency bias i was i was telling myself i was like sam don't let that get to you you know yanni's gonna win (laughs) um but i was very easily swayed yeah it's sad. That's okay. All right. Anyway, talk about I think Yanni. I think he, yeah. Um. I mean, I I feel like Yanni was not the optimized version that we've seen this past summer. I mean, the fact that he sat out of the Dan Kolov makes me wonder why. Um. Why he sat out and why I picked this tournament, and I, and I think it only points to him being a little bit banged up and needing a rest. And um, it it was evident to me that it didn't look like he got enough rest um this past weekend so i don't know i just i feel like i feel like he was a little banged up and not the optimized version but at the same time jo looks so good that i don't know if if even optimized yanni would be able to come close to that um yeah maybe so so it's hard for me to look forward yeah so i mean we'll we'll see him here shortly and in, in another couple in a couple months and well, well, no, I, I, I don't know if he's gonna be the rep or not, but I know that whenever he does, like whatever Yanni we see on the mat, then that's the, that's our optimized Yanni for the year, right? Because he's gonna, he, that's what right. this is what he's training yeah. for. So he's, I'm sure that the Cornell staff is gonna, you know, keep him fresh, keep him healthy, and I think he'll be, I think he'll be ready to go. Yeah. Um, okay. And I think we'll see him at the yardage in, uh, in January. Hopefully, the more hey, I let it be said, I actually like watching Yanni Diakamahalis wrestle. So, the more well, uh, the well, more Yanni I see, the better. Sacrifice your sleep. I can watch it afterwards, maybe not live. <laughs> um, 
Okay, hey, let's go to 74. 74 kilograms. Let's do it. Wow. Logan Massa uh, kind of blew up this bracket. Kind of unpredictable. I was kind of oh, yeah. not expecting nuts. Logan Massa to go do that. Beat, you know, Valencia, Kolchiski, and Makai. Oh, my gosh. He looked really good. I, I mean, I remember watching him and Chul- Kolchiski, and I was like, I was so surprised, you know, like uh, Mass has always been super good, but like, you know, he's had this chronic, just being just there, but n- not quite getting to the top of the podium, you know. He lost to Nolf last year at the, um, the senior or the the world team trials and he lost Chenzo a couple times and like right there, but not quite. Um, and you know, like I thought that he would qualify, but I wasn't going to give him a shot to win. You know, he had Nazar and Makai and Tommy Gant, Anthony Valencia, like a lot of these guys who were, you know, seasoned freestyle athletes who were, I was, I was, I would pick over Massa. So, I mean, yeah, egg, egg on my face. Because <laughs> Massa went out and did the dang thing uh, and looked really, really great, I think. So, Sam, yes, what did you did. think? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm basically on board with um, everything you said. I felt like – so I wrote the article on um, on 74, and I was really hoping that Nolf and Chenzo were going to come. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I had a little bit different picks, assuming they were going to – gonna be there it's more fun to write about no Trenzo. um <laughs> so behind behind them i never really thought i thought it was gonna be um nolf koshitsky and then chenzo i think is how i picked it um and so i never really gave much thought to valencia Mackay, gant and even massa um and so i, I mean when i look back i i can see I mean, Massa's freestyle game has been really good over the past few years. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, where, he was, where, where he is with, with Sergei Bilaglazov at um, the RTC over there is um, is incredible, and he's got a he's got a big growth pattern going on right now, and, and I think it's just going to keep coming. If I remember correctly, he was actually pretty close to beating Nolf at the World Team Trials. He was, yeah. It was a, close, it was a lot when, closer than people gave him credit for, you know. I, I think, I think that's when uh, Nolf had his, uh, I think I can't remember his ankle or knee hurt. He might have been injured. Um, I think, yeah, I think he was, um, and that's probably why people get so much credit for that. But regardless, um, I think Massa did look great this weekend and has such a great potential moving forward. And not just Massa. Like, that field was tough, dude. Yes, Ma- yes it like, was. So Makai, Gant. Kolchiski, you know, Pantelio Valencia, Evan Wick really showed up this weekend. Um, Chance Marsteller and Tyler Berger, lots and lots of really tough dudes. Um, so props to Massa for coming out and, and getting it done. Um, another guy, something I, I, I was going to say is like Valencia really, uh, you know, this is the first time in a while that we've seen him, you know, this season especially, like that he's looked really good. Right, it's. It, I guess it was the start of this season. He he came out and he's he's kind of been uh, exceeding our expectations, I guess you could say, because mm-hmm. you know everyone thought he was going to be amazing, and then he came and 
you know, I guess we we something happened and he he didn't pan out like we expected him to, but it looks like he's starting to to get back into the rhythm of things. You know, he teched Pantelio. Um, you know, he had. Did you watch Valencia and Tommy Gant? Because oh my gosh, I did. Oh that my match gosh, was so that good. Much. That match was absurd. I loved it. <laughs> Valencia got thrown onto the concrete. Well, once once onto a table and once onto the concrete twice. Like that's just they were getting the, after it. Your body can only take so many uh, bludgeons into hard objects. Does not. Yeah. It's a, it's not meant to be held up against it, uh, a table and a concrete floor. But Tommy yeah. Gant getting it in the final they were, seconds. They were vicious out there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they man. were vicious with that. It was mean, dude. Sam, what were your overall thoughts from 74 kilograms? Um, you know, I think I think we covered them overall. I mean, it was a it was one of the biggest upset weights. Um, Makai looked looked pretty good in the weight. Um, I mean, I feel like after the Bill Farrell, he didn't look as good um, as I as I would have hoped. And he came back and he, he got it. He got it going again. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was excited to see him going. Yeah, it was good to see him going. Um, and, you know, there's always going to be, like, a little bit of an asterisk here because, you know, e- even though Massa won at this super deep weight, there is still uh, Isaiah Martinez, Jordan Burrow, is, and Kyle Dake all in front of him. So, right. it's just, yeah, just going to be... Yeah, that's the thing about 74 is, like, it, it's not gonna look the way we think it is oh it's i can tell you how it's gonna look it's gonna look insane it's gonna look a little crazy or or yeah it's gonna look nuts but at the end of the day it's pretty much down to dakin burrows um i mean imar still has the has the chance to to knock off jake or and and or burrows um he's been looking so good um only we'll only know in State College, April third. Only know it's State College. Come and come, come on down, guys. Come visit me in State College. We'll watch some wrestling. It'll be awesome. All right, we gotta move I'm, up. We I'm gotta, trying to come. Let's keep going. 86 kilograms. Wow. Uh, Miles Martin. He beat Alex Daringer. That match was so good. That match was so good. It was good. great. Like that. That. I first, mean, from the start, I was yeah. scared for Miles. I love watching through the TV. It was it, man, vicious, vicious first period. Um, and just Martin stayed on him, stayed on him the entire time. And like, props to Martin. Like Daringer, Daringer basically had it in the bag. He was winning with whatever eight seconds left, and uh, and Martin yeah. was able to get it. And that just speaks to Martin. You know, believe he clearly believed. That he was gonna be right there with Daringer, even though Daringer beat him very, very badly. I believe at the Feral, right? Right. So he made some well, some changes and might be. He picked. I mean, Martin. The, I think the biggest Hold thing on, was he. I don't, just think, I don't his, think it that happened. Oh, was that at the Feral or? I believe they wrestled. I don't think somewhere. so. I don't oh, think so. Maybe I'll just have to edit this whole thing out. Maybe I'll edit <laughs> out the whole episode. Uh, no, let's not do that. 
How would Nickley know that you hated on him so bad? If if you just deleted the whole episode, how would Nickley just know? go look up the Bill Farrell? I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. I'm embarrassed. This is not Christmas. Okay. <laughs> um, here I'm gonna keep speaking on Miles Martin, and even like against Valencia, he had all the all the makings of a of a comeback there at the end. And was really close. He was really close. He could have knocked off Zahid Valencia, who's, you know, clearly right there. Um, but, you know, something I was gonna, I noticed about Alex Derringer is that he had a super close match with with Brett Farr, um, which was like unexpected, right? Because Farr was the eight seed, and Derringer obviously was right there with a world champion, and you know basically the second best guy in the world and he's still having these these two one matches um I'm, i don't know just, what it was i think it's oh why why it was a close match no why why derringer looked so different i mean you were right about um them wrestling at the bill Farrell. um what's his name derringer won seven to two yeah. um and he was, he just, first of all, he was going to steal a spot too. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know he was previously qualified. And so, uh, I thought it was just J.O. doing it. Interesting. Um, he stole a spot as well. Um, and he looked, he looked really good at the Bill Farrell and he looked really good this summer. And for some reason, I mean, he had tight matches previous to the semifinals and, and when he did wrestle with Miles Martin, he, did, he couldn't get to leg attacks and he couldn't score. Yeah, um, I think I think Derringer just, truthfully it, it seemed like a different match. I I think Derringer just looked a little uh, defensive this weekend. He wasn't he wasn't really um, I don't know he he didn't have his typical Derringer offense. So you know, but like after his loss to uh, to Martin, you know he really picked it up. He teched Sammy Brooks and he teched Far um, for third place. So. You know, maybe it was like a, a little bit of a wake up slap or something like that. Like mm-hmm. saying, Hey, yeah. These these guys are maybe still coming. They're still coming for you. You can't take your uh can't take your foot off the gas pedal. You just gotta keep it yeah, moving. Yeah, well I teched in the World Team Trials last year, uh Zahid Valencia right. won the thing. Uh yeah. and I kinda wanted to talk about Zahid. Um I mean he was great. Uh, he got into a little bit of a tussle uh, argument with Aaron, Aaron. Brooks. And, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I didn't really like that one. Normally, I like a little bit of drama. It's kind of, it's kind of entertaining and cool, but that one seemed a little bit too chippy for me. I think, yeah, it was a little chippy, but also like, Aaron wasn't winning, or Aaron wasn't even close to winning. He was losing six zero. So that's just. Yeah. I don't know. It just. I feel like if it, if it's a close match, sure get chippy, but like. It doesn't really look good for you if you're trying to to fight with the guy when you're losing. It's like it's like guys would fight with Gilman. And by and the stuff, same right? logic, and it, though, and yeah. Gilman said he but, said like, "Hey, like you can't really come at me because look at the score. You you just lost the match. You know, Gil, Gilman had the same yeah. kind of philosophy. Well." By the same logic, though, of um, you're losing, you can't come at me. Well, I can't come at you. I've already done it, and there's nothing more that needs to be done in my, in my eyes. And I just feel yeah. um, they, they took it too far. 
especially like in the interview when Zahid told him he's a little boy and he needs to have respect for him. Um, I, I just felt like that was a little far and, and Aaron Brooks went a little far with, uh, I don't know what he said, but, um, somehow I got Zahid chirping and, and I just think that's unnecessary. A little, a little bit of, a little bit of, um, entertainment could be good for the sport. Um, but yeah. on on a respectful level, I'm well, gonna you, say. no, you don't you don't want to have it turn like negative. Like it's like it's good to have lighthearted, you know, whatever chirping or talking back and forth sometimes. But like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're taking it off the mat and like saying it to you know reporters and things, and the, your words are being yeah. documented, it just doesn't look exactly. really good for the sport. So absolutely, I mean, yeah. I'm not. I can't tell Zahid Valencia what to do because I am not uh, his dad nor his coach. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I mean, you just got to keep that in mind, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Keep it a, keep it a gentleman's sport because at the end, like, it's like what Spencer Lee said um, after he won. He said, like, I'm not going to put anybody down. I'm, I'm going to be respectful on the mat. Uh, he said, I'm going to be respectful yeah. off the mat and an animal on the mat, you know? And so keep it right. on the mat, I guess, is the moral of that story. Um, do you have any other takeaways from 86? We kind of just dwelled on Miles Martin and Zahid is yeah. looking super good. What about what about Brooks? What do you think about Aaron Brooks? We kind of had his I mean, senior level Aaron debut-ish Brooks, kind of thing. Brooks, I think he's going to be really good for Penn State. Um, it definitely puts him in the team race a little bit more, especially um, two things that really set State a little bit more closing the gap in my eyes is uh, Aaron Brooks looking so good and Nick Lee looking just fantastic. Uh, yeah. um, those two things kind of close the gap in my eyes of Penn State and Iowa. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting how this tournament, which didn't actually have to do a whole lot with Penn State and Iowa, actually is affecting our perception of the team race. So that's that's always mm-hmm. fun. It's always fun to speculate. Um, okay, we got to move on. We got to keep keep this rolling. Uh, 97 kilograms. You know, kind of. We there's a lot more to say than there usually is about 97, right? You know. Yeah. Kyvin Gadsden took a took a loss to Colin Moore, um, who then took a loss to Zilmer. But like, I mean, truthfully, Moore looked really good all weekend. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah, him against Gadsden. Do you see how high he picked him up? Do you see how high he picked Gadsden? Picked I more up. I'm sorry, I, I mixed it up, but he Colin Moore nearly touched the ceiling. But um, you know, he was he was up eight eight two ten two on on Zilmer before Zilmer came back. Uh, I don't know. Colin Moore is he's right there. You know. He's got just got to sharpen some yeah. things up, but I think he can. So you know, go go for it. Yeah. Uh. Well, I think um he has a lot more room to grow than than Zilmer taking away from that. I mean, he got up so many points, and I mean, not giving up head pinches is a, is a big a big deal. And right, um, especially for, I, I think guys. with guys like Steber and guys like Tervell in his corner and. Uh, um, out at the Ohio RTC, and another thing that is kind of slept on from this weekend is Miles um, Martin and Colin Moore had breakout at a breakout tournament. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bochum has been at really... the higher RTC for the past like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, 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 I say there's not a um, I mean, Jaden Cox comes to your room and makes that big of a difference is is amazing and I, I, what a great grab for Ohio RTC. I mean, it means so much. They lost something great and a great leader in Kyle Snyder and um, and they were able to get another great leader in Jaden Cox and uh, someone's and step I'm just up. happy for them. Uh, happy happy that everything everything worked out. Yeah, um, and you know something I was gonna add about you know, more having this really good tournament is it shows that it's good for our country that it's not always going chalk, right? You know, for the past how many years, Kyle Snyder has basically just dominated 97 kilograms and he's beaten Gadsden in the finals and, you know, and that's been it. But it's just really good to see that guys are adapting and then, you know, and, and changing and trying to, and not content with just being second or just being third or just being fourth. Like they're coming for Kyle Snyder and that's, that's good for our sport. So you have any other okay. thoughts from 97? Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I think Hayden Zimmer looked good, but I think we kind of expected that. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's about, about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well now we got to move on to our last weight and then we got some questions for you guys, but um, 125 kilograms. I just want to start off saying, like, hey, our our prayers are out to Anthony Kassar. Um, yeah. Getting, he got re-injured. It looked like his shoulder. It looked not good. Um, and, like, you could kind of see, like, on his face, um, like, yeah, his – that that's it, you know. Um, and, of course, we don't know how bad it is, and we may never know how bad it is. But um, you know, just for a guy like Kassar to to be so uh so close to to achieving his goals mo- mo- on multiple occasions and then just having the same injury over and over again, um, yeah, it's, it's very sad I, to see. That really stinks for him. Um, and another thing is, I think I think I underestimated. I think I think. Kassar might have been a little overestimated going into the um, into this tournament. I mean, possibly, but I don't know. I think he's proved it. I think he's proved it. The way he's beaten Gable Stevenson in the past and and right. just dominated the college scene is has been amazing. But so again, like his match with Tanner Hall at the duel, he looked yeah. flat, and his matches here at Senior Nationals, he looked flat and like he didn't have anything. He had to come from behind in the quarters. And he he lost in the semis. Um, I, I I feel like and and he had the injury to fall out. But he so but he was lo- he was losing um, to Don Bradley in the semis and yeah. Um, I I feel like he's he's a little banged up. Maybe I don't know. It's a problem, but there definitely is a problem. Yeah, and you know, I. Nobody really can can tell. Like, there's not not a lot to say about it because nobody knows what's going on with um in behind those doors in uh in the Nittany right. Line Wrestling Club. Like that, they keep it they keep it secret. And so you well, know, we can we can you, only you're in that door. 
Well, you're in not doors, not during the wrestling season. I'm not allowed to be ta- um because of high school rules. But um during yeah. the summer, yeah. But like we can only speculate and we can only um you know hope that he's doing okay. Um uh, but truly, truthfully, Kasar getting hurt is a blow to the team race. Um for Penn State Iowa, you know. <sighs> Yeah, okay. we'll see. I mean, he could be he could be good um, by NCAA's and Big Tens. He could he could be healthy then, and and it could work out. And then Kirk Fleet could fill in and and do just as well. And in yeah. my eyes, he's he's right there. Yeah, I mean, you know, he lost a super close one to Nelson, who lost a super close one to Bradley. So Kirk Fleet's clearly right the, there. Um, transitive property, baby. Transitive property. <laughs> um. So, you know, it's good to see, like, there's options for Penn State if Kassar is truly hurt. Um, so, you know, but it, what's interesting and is, Seth like, Neville's, I believe, is still open. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting is how bad Gable beat Bradley. Even, like, the score was, like, maybe 4-1. to one. It was it was a lot worse than um, than the score showed. Um so it's just it's just an interesting thing to note, um, and I mean, I'm sure that Gable is probably pretty unsatisfied with his NCAA finish last year, and um, and you know, here's his he, he's probably pretty unsatisfied with his final X performance mm-hmm. last year. So I from what I can assume, he's probably training really hard, and I know that Gable wants to be the best. You know, he wants to knock off Gwiz and um, and be our rep for 2020. So Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Okay. Sam, do you have any other thoughts from 125, or can we go on to our questions? <clears throat> let's, let's go on to questions. I mean, um, oh, man. Senior Nationals was great, and, and good to finish it off at heavyweight. Really interesting storylines there. Um, and. So, yeah, so let's check out some questions. Okay, Sam, you ask the questions. Uh, all right, uh, let me let me real quick get to the questions. It's question Sorry, time. I don't have these up. Come on, grab your friends. I can't uh, say that. We might get copyright struck. Uh-oh. I don't want uh-oh. that. No, please. <laughs> no mad might copyright that. He needs to. He needs Cues to copyright that F's. song. Cues from Public. F's. Shit all over iTunes. Alright, I've I finally got the questions up. Alright, here we go. From from HMA's favorite person, Tony Rotundo. Ooh um, man. Who takes some pretty cool pictures. He takes some pretty cool pictures on uh wrestlersrwarriors.com. Go check him out. He's got it really organized. If you need a picture of somebody, he's got yeah. it in there. You know, he was and, there at Senior uh, Nationals. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You, you can see he him was. taking pictures around to the mats and stuff. He was wearing a home mat advantage shirts. Um, so it was shout I, out it, to Tony Rotundo. Shout out to Tony Rotundo. All right, go Sam. Okay, here's this is what he says. Do Lee and Valencia try to get some non-U.S. matches in? Yasar Dogu or Mario Pelicone? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. In January, Cuba in February. Um, I mean, Dude. like, tr- you know, I'm not going to. I don't know the plan, but I think that Leon Valencia. I assume he means Zahid Valencia, because or maybe yes, both Valencias. Yes, yes. 
maybe both. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know why just one would go. You know, I maybe maybe they do, but like the NCAA season is a grind enough, right? Yeah. And so yeah. trying to to fit in traveling um, and competing foreign countries and stuff, it's it'll it'll wear a guy down, especially because of how much you actually wrestled during the college season. So um, I'm going to say I don't know, but I hope they do. I like watching them in freestyle. Uh, throw in uh, throw in the Argent too in January. Um, mm. That's a big one. But I want to say no. Um, maybe Valencia. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Zeke Jones tries to get to Valencia in. But I think Lee needs to be kept on a pitch count. And Iowa's focus needs to be completely um, with some interest in their freestyle competition. But, I mean, you heard Spencer Lee said in the interview wasn't trying much uh freestyle i was going to mainly the college practices and, and very few rtc practices so yeah. um i mean he can still perform at the i mean we just think about what he would be with the training at the otc this summer if, if he does make the olympic team um i mean he's gonna be so so optimized by then it's exciting uh, but i don't think that the competing freestyle overseas is, is going to be very important to his performance, but maybe Valencia. Mm-hmm. Maybe. As much, um, or the duels, the duels, um, which, which, um, won't mean as much to them. Um, they've got the pack 12 pretty much in mm-hmm. their hands. Um, yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And I, again, I'm with, with you. I, I hope they do. I, I'd love to get to one. And, you know, preferably I'd like to see them at the Yarjan over, over the Yasar Dogu and, and the Italy tournament. Um, yeah, it's just... I would, I would prefer those. Um, but, but I mean, like, I, we don't know how, where they're going to stack up against the best competition. And, I mean, why go to, to Uregan if you're just going to wrestle, you know, some absolute monsters and maybe just go you know, oh and one. That's a lot of energy to to not be able to perform. It might just be good just to have some some uh some easier just to have some f- foreign experience under your belt before you go to a big tournament like the Oregon or something. Well and fortunately for us they, they do have uh international experience. I mean um Spencer's competed at four different world championships. Oh um, I thought so they do have yeah, international okay. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you wanna ask for our next question, Sam? You wanna go straight to the next one? I'd love to. Be on I'd be honored. From Jacob Hoogley, who uh, runs a great podcast over at Tech Fall Fantasy. Um, if you're hoping for a better game, check out his stuff. Uh we have actually posted uh he's written two articles for HMA, so um uh pretty cool. Check out our site. Um Jacob Hoogley. Hi Jacob. If that's Hi, how you pronounce it. Uh, he'll have to tell me. All right. Uh, this is what he asks. Which wrestler impressed you the most besides finalists? And, and he's... Dude, so, I... Jude, you may start. I have a list of the one wrestler that I have to pick. Um, but it kind of consists All of... Right. You here's can the field, read your and then list, I'll pick... but please narrow it down. Okay, I'll narrow it down. Vito Nickley, Bryce Meredith, Josh Saunders, um, Anthony Valencia, Evan Wick... Uh, Aaron Brooks and Kirk Felitz. 
there we are. That's my list. Okay, um, and that's, that's that's a good list. I guess and so. Liver. I think sixty-five. I think I gotta like chop it like the two. I gotta bring it down to two. I think it's Vito and Nick Lee. Um, I was Vito gonna say for being Vito Sir, and Aaron Brooks. Vito for being Sir Vito for beating Suriano, and then Nick Lee for beating Molinero and Ironman. Um, and you know, making the semis of That's just beating. Oh yeah, uh, beating bad. Destroying. <laughs> so, man, it's just uh, like everyone else was like outstanding, but I, I, I think yeah. I'm gonna pick pick those two wrestlers, Vito and Nick Lee, and it's not because I'm a Penn State homer. I, I actually really do like Nick Lee for a wrestler. Um. You know, not just because he wears a blue and white singlet. So, hey, I have what about a question you, Sam? For you. Oh, okay. Yeah. What is it? Uh, I, oh, well, I'll answer the question before we move on to that. But, um, okay. I, I think it's Aaron Brooks and Vito. Um, Aaron Brooks and Vito. And Vito, by the same logic, um, that you had him for, and Aaron Brooks, I just think he performed really well, especially for his age. I mean, he's um, he's he's young very guy. young and performed very very well at the senior level, especially having competed for for quite a while. Um, I think I think it's very impressive what he did this weekend. Right. Um, I think so too. But I have a quick question for you. Uh oh. Which is more likely, Jude? Uh oh. Out of the six, or out of yeah, out of the six champs that we saw at senior nationals zero world team members or three? Oh, three. Whoa. Okay. Um, Spencer Lee, he can be a world team member. Uh, and then J.O., he can definitely be a world team member. Um, and 74, I will say no. Massa cannot be a world team member. 86, yeah, I, will, dude's got it. I will also say no. I don't think Valencia can be our world team rep. 97, no, I don't think Hilmer can do it. And 25, mm, I think no. I don't think Bradley could do it so either. You, um, you said two. There's two that's closer to three, but I don't know where it would come from. Um, But or could none of these... So I, I guess my answer would be zero. I think my, I think we're more likely to have zero um, of these. None of these champs make it. All right. How about this? I don't know, Sam. Zero oh. or zero or two. Oh, uh, hmm. Actually, <laughs> are we more likely to have zero? Or are we more likely to have two? I think more likely to have zero. I think just the, one the or guy. Two. Are we more likely to have one or more likely to have two? Uh, we're more likely to have one, I believe. I think. I think Spencer is. I think Spencer making it is a higher probability than both Spencer and Jo making it. So. Okay. 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 All right, I can go along with that. Yeah, I, you see. No more questions for you, Jude. No more okay. questions. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. I will seize my cross-examination. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay, guys. Hey, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Home at Advantage Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I have been Jude Swisher. He has been Sam Herring. 
Um, we are sponsored by Tony Rotundo, WrestlersWarriors.com. They take photos. Really good photos. Like, really good photos. Sam has one right behind his head right this very second. It's uh, it's Jordan Burroughs versus Imar at Final X when their faces are colliding. Um, and that's a Tony Rotundo photo. Did you know Flow Wrestling uses his photos? That's how good they are. So, go guys. Go give him a, uh, a look and check him out because they are awesome. Um, huge shout out to my friend Sam Herring on this wonderful Christmas Eve. Um, I hope you have a good day, buddy. Tomorrow, I let's. Uh, I aren't you going up a weight class? Is what I heard. Um, so I'm wrestling this weekend in Atlanta. I'm not really going up a weight, but I mean, I mean, uh, I'm not really cutting much, so it's not really a big deal. I'm not going up up a weight though. Nice. I like to hear that. Not cutting is awesome. Um, but wrestling's awesome. So sometimes cutting is Rest- what you gotta do. Wrestling is wrestling is so fun. It is. So fun. <laughs> it's really great. It's fun to do. It's fun to talk about. Um, it's only good times. It's only good times. So Hey, uh a little tease. Uh we'll have a Lee Roper interview coming out at the end of this week. Um Lee Roper is a guy that if you if you guys have been listening for, for a while, you guys know that I've been itching to get him on the show, and I've gotten his wife, Rebecca Roper, on. Um, so it's about time. It's about time that I get about get him on the time. show for an interview. Awesome. All right. Sam Herring, it's time to pull the plug and cease this episode of Home Out Advantage. So, hey, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Thank you again for